Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of Slay the Stars, our first AMA. If you want to get in on the action next time, check out our Patreon. At the VIP tier and higher, you'll be able to submit questions to us and we'll have exclusive access to the AMAs. Now, that doesn't mean we won't do one for the general audience here and there at the end of big arcs or after something particularly jarring. Like death. Like death. <laughs> but our VIPs get exclusive AMAs once per month. Should be a good time. We thought releasing our first little discussion now would give everyone who wants it a chance to get to know us, a little about the campaign, the characters, and how this all came to be. I'm Leah, the producer and dungeon master of Slay the Stars. I'm a book nerd, horror junkie, and a mom. Joining me as always are <clears throat> Arthur. Hi. Please introduce yourself. Oh, uh, I'm Arthur. Uh, I am a voice actor, uh, audio engineer, and banker. I'm sorry, am I supposed to be talking more? Like, nope, you're I'm good. boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Jen. Hey, uh, I'm Jen. I am unprepared, as always. That is me in a nutshell. <laughs> I like to play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Can I add that later? You can add it right oh, now. Oh, yeah, I can. I'm the audio engineer. Yes, I can <laughs> add that later. <laughs> All right, I am an artist. Um, I like watercolor mostly, but I've been dabbling in digital art. Digital art. I've been doing that um, lately. I like a lot of arts and crafts, and I love to read, and that's about all I can think of. <laughs> awesome. All right. So this should be easy enough. We have a jar full of questions. We're going to take turns reading and answering said questions until we get bored or run out of time for this episode. Or both. <laughs> So, to decide who gets to answer the first question, <clears throat> we're going to do it the D&D &D way, with a roll-off. Everybody, roll your D20s. Highest number goes first. Jen? I'm, I got a 9. I got a 10. I got a 12. Oh, yeah. You get to start this shindig. I am. And uh, I just want to say... Jen took the time to make a beautiful little jar with all these pretty little black favorites. There's a picture being taken now. Yeah. It's on the social media page. You can see it. Um, very cute. My phone confuses me. All right. First question. If you could actually cast a cantrip in real life, which one and why? Bonus on who? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. It's such a good question. Okay. My knee-jerk reaction was to cast some painful spell at my enemies, but maybe we go with something a little nicer. Like, ooh, I really enjoy going to horror conventions, and one of my favorite all-time people who I got to meet once at a horror convention was Robert England, and I would like to cast friends on him so he becomes my friend and we can hang out all the time. <laughs> don't they, like, forget after 30 That's seconds? I'm, I don't know. Maybe. But I don't have the spell in front of me. I just know that I want him to be my friend. Robert England, if you're listening to this, let's be friends. <laughs> That's my answer. All right, D and D Beyond. <laughs> and you got a nine. I think you had a ten. Okay, yeah. that means we're going this way. Sweet. Arthur, you're up next. Sweet Jeebus. Okay. 
What is the question? What makes this D&D podcast a standout? Ooh, I like that they roll. Um, I don't know that we're doing it, clearly. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of unique because most uh, podcasts have a full party consistently, like at least four plus. And uh, playing with the dynamic of two is not the first time we've done that, especially during the, the pandemic. Um, but having a smaller party allows us to tell more character-focused stories. And which is kind of what we wanted to do anyway. But with the character focused stories, we don't have to have combat, even though I enjoy punching things in the face. <laughs> but having Who doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't do that in real life. Why would I not want to do that in my fantasy world? Exactly. <laughs> but it, it gives a more a, a more character focused dive into D&D characters, which allows us to tell different types of stories than what most people would be able to with a party of four to eight people. And I will never run for eight people again. That has been the worst experience of my entire life. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Good answer. Good answer. Are we supposed to keep these or throw them back in? Yeah, we'll keep them. Okay. All right. Let's see. This one... Okay. Um, rank the three pillars of D&D in order of importance to you. Exploration, role play, and combat. Uh, and honestly, I'm probably going to go exactly in that order. Uh, definitely, anytime I play games, I go to every single room. I open every single drawer. Uh, the exploration, I just, I really love finding new things. Uh, and then the role play from there is, you know, fun. I, I like combat. I mean, combat, who doesn't? re let's you know previous question but uh it's the least important to me the character development and the discovery of of new worlds is what really gets it for me oh yeah back to me another question if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, my God. 18-year-old <laughs> uh, Leah was a hot mess. Um, I think, for me personally, that advice would be something like, and it sounds corny, but let me elaborate, um, find the people who you enjoy being around and the things you enjoy doing. And if those two things overlap, that's where you're supposed to be. I think I spent way too much time um, trying to enjoy things and spend time with people who really like just weren't the best for me. Um, and just in the past five, how long have we been doing this? Five years, I found a hobby that's led me to some amazing people and um, experiences and things that I have never had before and now I understand what it's like to be surrounded by people who have like ideals and passions and it's great it's great uh I can read I swear uh how is your imagining of create of creation of the podcast different from what we've actually done while recording thus far um I don't know because honestly like I didn't know what to expect coming into this. And as far as like what to create, I think the most difficult part has been the the space that we have 
uh, had to do because we had our test fight, um, like our test character creation at a different place than what we're recording currently. And that was not what we thought it was going to be. Um, we have that somewhere, I think. I think it's a Zoom recording. I think we so. might release that later. We're not sure. But as far as like what is different, I think it's just. I mean, maybe it just is because of the way that I am. I don't have expectations for anything. Um, it's more along the lines of like, uh, it, it's. I kind of didn't want it to have any expectations going in. That way I was either, uh, I don't know. I wanted it to, be, to flow very naturally. I didn't want it to be a, uh, I didn't want to have high expectations for a, a character arc and then immediately get killed off by a brown bear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I also didn't want to spend a great deal of time and effort on these characters and then uh, accidentally kill you with a brown bear. So, um, you know, glad that didn't happen. Glad. Thanks, test fight. For sure. For <laughs> glad sure. you guys are still with us. For sure. <laughs> um, I will say, backing up to Arthur's previous point about the two-person campaign, I think that um, telling these stories is amazing and also, like, Having two people in a party, especially two multi-classed characters in a party, makes for some very unbalanced circumstances. And so uh, it's it's going to be interesting when every every encounter is deadly <laughs> to see how this plays out. Yep. <laughs> Constantly struggling to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially when one of those characters is a multi-class <laughs> sorcerer wizard. Um, I'm very squishy. Very... Very squishy. <laughs> so squishy. That's, you know, but what I lack in basic health and <laughs> and armor, I make up for in spunkiness. It's true. And it's I, true. We basically start every fight with, hey, look, I'm a target. <laughs> <laughs> Fan Fantastic. All right, let's see. Oh, my shoulder. Let's dig in deep and get my hand stuck in the drawer. And... That's mean if I ever heard it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man son of a Ugh. okay what is your favorite book or top three if you can't choose i can't choose um so i'm gonna cheat because i can't not only can i not narrow it down to three i'm going whole series with this Uh oh all right so harry potter i mean come on classic and his dark materials, Philip Pullman, is that what that series is called? Oh, I'm so, I'm so, so very sorry. Um, the Golden Compass is the first one. That is an excellent series. It made me weep uncontrollably, so I'll never read it again, but I hold it close to my heart. Um, and then I think I'm going to go the um, A Court of of uh, Thorns and Roses as the next series. That's about seven. That's like over two. That's that's over a dozen books that I just named. I, I can't narrow books. it down, but like the story's continuous, so. That's fine. It's totally not cheating. You don't have to feel bad. Oh, I don't care. I'm 100% cheating. <laughs> I don't feel bad. <laughs> but like none of, none of my favorites are one-offs, so. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, clearly, you play Dungeons and Dragons. You like long form narratives. I, yep. <laughs> so, um, yep, makes sense. 
All right, my turn. Oh, do you prefer to play your opposite personality type or something closer to your own? All right, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with some hard facts right now. I have tried. <laughs> I have tried with all my soul to not have my Leah come through in all of my characters, but it does eventually. It always does. My chaotic joie de vivre is um it's it's hard to hold in when I'm having a good time. So I will never you will never catch me playing like a sad character or a lone wolf kind of character it's just not me that's not to say that my characters don't have slightly different personalities or motivations and things like that but um in general i find it super hard to completely deviate from who i am as a person so well, i think it's also like that has a thing with we never know what the other characters are going to create in us as well it's true because we've always played with chaotic people it's true it's true it's not true. that we are not chaotic we are very much the we're incredibly one of the root of the problem here <laughs> but at the same time like we have to like defer to who what we know best which just so happens to be us which is just like oh, okay whatever it's true yeah you're right we play in a lot of chaotic parties i think that happens again because you know we as friends are like you said chaotic um and it's it's hard not to get wrapped up in that it's really hard to be like oh, i'm sad and lone wolf and watch like your three friends over here like well that's fine we're gonna go uh you know pickpocket a friend uh prince and uh run a cart into a candy store whatever you guys did i don't know look it was an accident okay? <laughs> i just wanted some candy hey we're gonna we're gonna go to theros and uh instead of doing all that cool theros stuff we're gonna get a ship and sail to the edge of the world like you the know, one campaign. Like we played a pirate <laughs> campaign, okay? You assholes have played pirate campaigns, and you've been the assholes. And I'm just like, you guys want to play Greek mythology? They're like, yeah, let's be pirates. <laughs> to be fair, uh, that is not at all where I wanted to go. I just went along for the red. It was but me. See, that's another thing. It was like me. You I went along because that's where you had like with the party. Yeah. Like we were just playing. Like, but that's not what you wanted your character to be, and it, you just had to yeah. defer to what you wanted the character to be after that. Yeah. I apologize. That was my my fault. That I was one hundred percent your fault. I wanted to go to the <laughs> edge Listen, of the world. Listen, the edge of the world was your fault. The piracy, however, that's true. I did not. I didn't want to be a pirate. I just want to go to the edge of the world. I, you guys were pirate hunters. I don't know how you flipped that coin. Uh, we're both. <laughs> <laughs> we are pirates who hunt other pirates. Okay, that's, hunt that's, the pirate, you to, must be the pirate. <laughs> All right, we're getting sidetracked. Arthur, read one. the next All one. Right. Congrats, you've won the lottery, like big time lottery. Aside from debt, well, they're, they're <laughs> what is the first purchase you make? Um, aside from debt, okay. <laughs> Uh, so how much spending cash does that leave me after the debt? Like three dollars, uh, maybe a taco. <laughs> <laughs> no, like let's let I would so, assume. Uh, so assuming no debt, assuming no debt, um, probably a studio. I'll be honest because, you know, this is ramshackled enough as it is. <laughs> it works, but it's still ramshackled as hell. Yeah. Um, probably a studio, and then I'm a nerd. I'll probably start investing. I'm a geek. I'm sorry. Like your favorite Nerd. books are like fantasy books. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm upstairs reading like the anatomy or the, and the anatomy of a books or a banking scandal. And I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Gross. <laughs> That's cool. 
in case cool. my spreadsheet addiction couldn't tip you off enough as it was. Yeah, I mean, I studio. <sighs> Yeah, no, that's that's also what I am purchasing. But see, mine is very extensive and it's very specific. Like, I want a studio up in the mountains where there's like a river nearby, not too close, but like, you know, you can see it through the glass windows because there's glass windows and there's not a lot of people around, but there's also art and ceramics and like a sound studio or whatever. So you're going like straight up Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Also, I don't want to work ever again. And also, I don't want to be around people unless I like people. I agree with all those things. So, <laughs> we'll yeah. never see you again. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. Is there any particular advice you would give to somebody who is looking to start playing D&D? Um, just start. Just start. Like, I, you're not going to be good. Nobody is good when they start. Don't worry about it. Um, I had various levels of seasoned players who assisted me um, when I first started. And then Leah started after I did. And, um, you know, we all, well, she and I, I guess, kind of grew up in D&D together. But, um, yeah, just just go for it. Just jump in. Don't worry about having all the nuances correct. Um, if you're wrong, there's going to be someone at the table that tells you you're wrong. <laughs> they will adjust and you will learn. So, yeah, that's the, really the number one thing is just to start. Um, I was lucky enough to have friends who played, so I was able to join their table. Looking for a table, I would suggest a library or a community center because that's um, – like my dad plays and he started because I knew our local library was putting a game together and yeah. yeah. Just do it. Agreed. I guess I can't say just do it on a publication. Can I? Yeah, you can. I don't think it's copywritten technically. It might be. Get, I don't know. Get playing. <laughs> just get to playing. <laughs> just just, just yeah. pick up a dice and roll it. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. No, I 100% I agree. There's no reason to not start. Oh, and don't let other people's influence of the game affect your enjoyment of it either. I think that that does tend to throw some people off. Like there is a lot of, unfortunately, in any community, there is a lot of gatekeeping that happens. Yeah. So don't let the gatekeepers like keep you from the hobby that you probably enjoy. We could try different groups, try different people. Right. Um and funnily enough, not just that, not just the individuals who are playing, but the way that your characters mesh together. Mm -hmm. I have played with the same group of people forever um, in in different numbers and in different combinations. And the the characters, like ha how you build them, that has been a big factor in whether or not I've enjoyed a game or enjoyed a, um, a whole campaign. Um, so along those lines, I would definitely suggest that as you're building your character, you build someone who's going to be inclusive within the group unit. If you're trying to build that lone wolf character, um, you're going to be a lone wolf. Like yeah. it's it's that's the way it is the whole time. So just be cognizant of that part. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, just throw your basic stabby, stabby assassin, whatever you want together and, and jump in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, most of my characters I build after you guys, too, mm -hmm. just because I, I need to make sure that there's, like, something. <laughs> and yeah. And I don't want to stand out because I don't like standing out. And now we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's it's really good. It's a good practice for, like, putting yourself out there. Also, one final note on that. 
if you join a table and it's not your cup of tea, you're not meshing with the other people, you don't like the DM style, whatever the reason is, find another one. Just leave. <laughs> Just leave. Because there are... Right, it has never been easier to find a D&D game than it is right now in person. There are, and as well as like millions of games online and groups that are dedicated specifically to finding groups. Um, and a lot of these people are taking it super seriously. These groups are doing like interviews to make sure people mesh. And that's awesome. It might feel like gatekeeping, but in this instance, it's not because like you have to find the right table and the right people that, you know, your play styles match. And it just makes for a great experience for everybody. So if it's not working, find a new table. That's my advice. But keep going. But keep going. Keep going. Never stop. And now I'm thinking of once because of the leave. Just, just leave. You're welcome. Okay. Oh. What was one thing about recording a podcast that you did not expect to happen? I think that when, so when I first started thinking about doing a podcast, I had a lot of different ideas and there were a lot of different configurations that were going into this. Um, and for me, my main motivation was just wanting to tell a really good story. Um, and, you know, from there, when we finally settled on this is the game we're going to to play this is the story and that ball started rolling um it kind of opened the door to so many other things like um finding an amazing artist to draw these characters um you know now we have a composer coming in to help us with intro and outro music and you know tomorrow we're meeting a close friend who's also a photographer to do pictures and like it, it's become this like much bigger thing and that's fantastic and amazing but it's way more than I ever expected and it's so exciting and I'm I'm glad that it's turned out this way so your answer is marketing marketing <laughs> marketing is the thing I think I think it's like the responsibility of it right because like yeah. whenever we first started talking about putting a podcast together what about a year ago at this point it's been a long yeah. time it's been a long time yeah i think that the idea for me was just like hey we have fun let's record it and i never really thought deeper like that much deeper into it but you know hiring the the artist and the composer and the photographer um are are aspects like i mean not even just that but the meeting like like legit business meeting that we had of course we goofed off we always do but like to discuss things like finances and mm. stuff like that I mean that's never something that entered my mind because I was thinking of it purely from like a D&D &D perspective yeah so that that was unexpected for me yeah I agree it was big Exciting and big and scary and, and wonderful mm -hmm. and all yeah, the things all, all the, the emotions things. yeah mostly scary um, <laughs> let's see what is your favorite D&D module that you've run or played through? Ooh. So here's the thing. I've read at this point probably all the modules just because I own them because, you know, nerd. Um, my favorite, but I've played the tail end of a lot of modules, especially Tomb of Annihilation, mm. uh, because uh, you guys needed a, a player to get through the end of the, the module and just to yeah. be there. So that was one, one of those characters. But probably the only one that I've actually played the whole way through has been uh, Waterdeep, Dragon Heist. 
and I love my character from that. Sans is one of my favorite characters I've ever made. Period. Mm -hmm. Sans was wonderful. Um, so I would have to probably default to that one. Um, but we've also we have a lot of homebrew games that we play, so we always take bits and pieces from them. So saying that, um, like a module was my favorite is a little disingenuous because we use the modules more like guidelines than hard and fast rules. Mm -hmm. That's true. And the ones that we played and thank, thank you, Alex for running uh, dragon heist. Cause that was fun as hell. Um, I think that just has to be the de facto one because yeah. I don't, I feel it's unfair to say that I've played through tomb of annihilation because I missed the first three fourths of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't finish Avernus, uh, which we started it and then, and then life COVID. covid yeah and then right after covid we did the online gaming that's true you jumped in for like the second half of curse of strahd yeah that was the other one so i know i was forgetting one and curse of strahd is great that's that's mine because i mean like i as much as i liked Waterdeep, like my character flash from from strahd is just peak chaos D D for me yeah and we had a deck of many things in that campaign i mean yeah we on. did and uh I had all the things. I mean, I I can't I can't even I, like it was like two sheets of inventory on, on on my person. <laughs> I uh, I have to say Strahd as well, only because that was literally the first game I ever ran. Um, it was so stressful from the very <laughs> beginning. Um, but man, you know, I I loved it. I loved every minute of that game, even the times when it was like stressful. It was just like pushing me to like change the game and do different things. And Flash made that game so much fun. Uh, I mean, in what campaign can you say that like one of the heroes dropped children out a window for a good reason? <laughs> on accident. Um, <laughs> on accident. Oops. Um, yeah, pulling that card from the deck of many things and destroying all of the... Uh, all of the inventory you had, including the items you needed to defeat Strahd, and then having Arthur's character have to come in and just keep drawing until he could change <laughs> that happened. <laughs> so I mean, chaos I de-leveled. I de-leveled before <laughs> yeah, the final fight, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was... <sighs> now, wow. now we, we, and we are no playing... No regrets. We are playing Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, so I th and we're kind of redoing that one, so that might end up being my favorite, just because... Mm. I love like psychological terror in D&D. &D. Yeah. And you're good at it, man. I try. You're good at it. Uh, and then I have to at least give a shout out to Theros, even though I feel really disingenuous for Theros because you did nothing from that fucking match. No, yeah. I, Theros is so good, though. I oh. mean, true to pirates, though, it's really more a set of guidelines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, exactly. We yeah. pirated the campaign. We, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I'd like so to fun. say my bad, but like, I mean, it was still enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> you guys literally did that every time. We're like, all right, my bad, but we're still going to do this. Like, it's fine. <laughs> no, it was so good. I we've never played a bad a bad module because it's, mm -hmm. it's just it's just fun. Okay, let's hear it, Jen. What's the next question? What is the best compliment you've received, dude? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't receive compliments well, so I tend to like thanks and move on. Uh, let's see. Is this the part where we make it really awkward and Arthur and I just start complimenting you? Let's see how red. Here, hold on. Let me bring the camera. I want to film your face. That's <laughs> it, hold on. You looked right at it. Shh. 
Mm-mm. We don't. We. I mean, we don't have to do this. We don't. We don't. It's not a requirement. Okay, we're doing this right now. Okay, compliment number one. You are an amazing friend, and I love you so much. And compliment number two. <laughs> your art is amazing. It's, it's so it good. Is. It's. You're, it's all right. No, it's so no, good. It's awesome. You are working on the map for this campaign that I've tried to do like literally five times, hours, and you worked on it for like one evening, and it's already better than anything I'm capable of. <laughs> all right, I'll turn the camera off. But, uh, yeah, so basically, um, I feel like when I put this question together, I had a decent answer, but like right now I can't, I can't think of anything. Um, and that's not to say that I don't get compliments and I apologize to everyone who's ever complimented me. <laughs> I just don't receive them well. <laughs> so um, I would imagine it would be something that was like, I don't hate being around you. Like those are my favorite. Like, oh, good, thanks. <laughs> that's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imposter syndrome is real, it is. and I have it. It's been really bad with this podcast, y'all. I just have to throw that out there. Thank you. Um, all right. Next question. Would you consider yourself a go-with-the-flow character builder or a detail-oriented character builder? <laughs> Listen, I can tell you right now, every person in this room, go with the flow, detail-oriented, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I Just for the record, she pointed at Leah, me, then herself, just for context, <laughs> because you can't see us. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say that I am way more go with the flow. I get inspired to create characters based on what a DM tells me about their campaign. So can't if... <laughs> If somebody says, you know, we're going to, because we were just talking about it, we we're, we're going to play Theros, then, okay, cool, I already know a little bit about the setting, and my character sort of unfolds to fit within the setting. I, I'm not really a person who comes up with characters, like, just spontaneously and starts, like, creating things and has this, like, huge backstory mapped out. My characters usually have strong motivations and, like, an impetus in their background that sends them on their adventure. But I, I'm not, like, a, I'm not a book writer whenever it first starts out. Am I answering that question or this question? Up to you. Up to you. Okay. Yeah, I'm very much a detail-oriented player. And then the second we get into a game, I'm just like, everything's great. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm about. Yeah. Uh, how do you know if you're telling the right story? Uh, you don't. That's kind of the point. Because if you're telling the right story and you think you're telling the right story, uh, chances are you're wrong. <laughs> you just got to try your best. It's like um, playing darts blindfolded. It's just like, you know, if you don't hit the board, you know, if you hit somebody with a dart, you just kind of got to trust that you know ex around where the dart is. I guess. Um, but I mean, that's that's kind of the reason we play this is we don't know what's going to happen. Like the rules are our own to create and, and chaosify. Yeah. How did you choose your PC or NPC name or names? 
Um, so I have a Pinterest, like most people do. Um, yeah, I love Pinterest. And a long time ago, I went through and started pinning just a bunch of names that I thought were interesting or cool. Um, so the Z- Zamira Caltain is two of the names, um, but I chose them more for their meaning. Um, so Zamira means a song, and Caltain means from the dark town. So that is how I chose her name. And Leah knows the reasons why all of our names are the way that they are, because I think just in general, you've spent the most time with us on the character creation. I did. I did spend a lot of time. And then maniacally giggle behind every decision that we've ever made. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I will say that I have given you both only as much background information about this campaign as I absolutely had to because I this is not a scripted show this is meant to be a D&D game we're actually playing I want to surprise you both and there were frequently moments where you would make this I didn't even know what Zamira's name meant until just now and again this is one of these moments where you tell me something and I'm like "Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm that's great to know I'm not Trying to just, yep, it's good. I don't know. I don't know how it keeps happening. We're on the same wavelength here. Uh, Let's go to the next question. (laughs) I think just being friends for so long. It's true. Like literally everything is just, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. Do you have plans for what happens if and hopefully not when a PC dies? (laughs) (laughs) I have tried. I have tried to come up with plans because it is so likely um (laughs) but um i i really don't for a couple reasons one um i think that any plan i would create now would only be viable for the next couple sessions and they'll be in a totally different place and i would have to come up with a new plan um and secondly i am not a superstitious person, but I also believe that you sort of manifest what you put time into. Yeah. So you're a superstitious person. And, uh, and so <laughs> I, I feel like if I spend too much time planning what happens if I kill them, then I'm going to accidentally do it. So, um, you know, we'll just have that be a surprise for all of us when it happens. Take that. What are you afraid of? Spiders. 100% spiders. <laughs> Fuck spiders. And I'm taking Next question. notes. I'm taking notes. Does not like that's spiders. It, that's just, I'm not like, afraid of anything. I have put uh, my foot through a wall to try to kill a spider before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that that happened. I can show you where it happened. But then, if you didn't, if you missed, and now you're stuck, like now what? I die. I just oh, okay. die. <laughs> uh, do you have any hard lines you won't cross in a game? Yes. Anything dealing with sexual assault? Nope. I think that's a hard line for all of us, though. It, I mean, as as a group of people, I, you know, friends of mine, you're friends of mine because we are on the same wavelength, uh, but also because, uh, you know, these are these are things that I know you wouldn't either. Uh, it's a level of trust. That's another thing when you're looking for a group so important to talk about your lines, because people will inadvertently cross them if they don't know they're there. Um, We have the benefit of having played together for a long time, and so we know a lot about each other and kind of where those lines are. Um, so we don't cross them. So, and I when I when I say like anything dealing with se- sexual assault, I don't mean like 
it can't be in your character's backstory because I think, unfortunately, for so many women, that's just a fact of life. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it makes any sense to negate people's real life experiences. Um, but that being said, I, I'm, I'm talking about like, we're never going to act it out. We're never mm. going to have any sort of like, that's not happening. Um, people need an escape from reality, not like a harsh, you know, glimpse or, you know, anything else. So that's. I agree. Yeah. Well said. Well spoken. If you could meet one of your characters in real life, who would it be? Now, are we limiting it to this campaign or any of our characters? I'm going to say any. And I know mine immediately. And it's funny because you would think maybe, like, Flash is one of my favorites, but I think Corwin Duskbreaker mm -hmm. is the one that I would go with. 100%. Now, because you've DM'd for us so much, should we include your characters that you DM'd for on that list? Maybe. You could. Because you played, what, you're DMing currently, what, four campaigns within this past year? Oh, within the past year? Uh, yeah, I mean, past year's time, at least four. Um, so it's it's been a lot. It's been a lot. COVID <laughs> was was a lot. I had one escape, guys. I had one escape, and it was it was D and D. But <laughs> if I if it had to be one of my PCs that I was going to meet, it is such it's such a toss up, right? I think that meeting Celeste, my character from Theros, would be amazing because uh, she's a wild ride, and we could go walk the plains together because she's a badass now. Um, but also, I mean. Livia from the same campaign as Corwin. She was my PC who then became a DM PC when I sort of like took over. That was a whole story. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> Another AMA. <laughs> she She's kind of like my soul, man. So, uh, you know, who doesn't want to meet their soul? I want to hear your answer. Oh, Sans. 100% Sans. Sans. Yeah. I love Sans. He's, he, he's still one of my favorite characters to meet. Now, I love Blanc, too. But I would never want to meet Blanc. That man is terrifying. Not now. Terrifying. Yeah, he's scary now. Um, maybe when we started that game. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just a no. just an angry Scottish man with a sword who could literally smite gods. I mean, it, yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, I would I mean, like to again apologize, but this time I mean it. <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> At least partially. That or um, I don't know. I I don't know if I want to meet Nib. I think Nib is like that part of my personality that I never want to actually come to fruition in reality just because it terrifies me. But I, I'm trying to think, keep in mind, I have 184 characters built on D and D beyond. So finding which one, he's not kidding. He's I'm insane. Really not. Um, <laughs> the one that I played for um, Ravenloft, <laughs> the, uh, who I played for Ravenloft. I think that, he would be pretty cool. Oh yeah. 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 Ifrit. Yeah. Ifrit. That was yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a good time with his sandwiches. With the sandwiches, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the sandwiches that existed, they just didn't fill you up at all because they were literally minor illusion sandwiches. <laughs> ASI versus feet. Go. F-E-A-T, by the way, just for the record. Um, <laughs> Gross. ASI or feet. Uh, feet, usually, is just what I, my go-to is. I love any feat that gives you a plus one to your stat and spell slots, especially from non-spellcasters. Uh, I think... Um, 
was it Tasha's that introduced a bunch of like new ones, like the shadow touched or the Faye touched where they gave you like Misty step and a couple others. Like yeah, I love yeah. that they did that. That was so cool. It was great. The Strixhaven feats are crazy. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, this is where I feel like I'm not a good D and D player because my answer would be whatever Alex said. <laughs> <laughs> whatever Alex tells me is a good idea. For yeah. My Shout out to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, who did five year old you want to be? What did five year old you want to be? Um, I wanted to be, uh. Actually, I don't really remember. I think a vet veterinarian, uh, maybe a marine biologist. I feel like that is basically any girl born in the 80s wanted that. <laughs> That's I'm, cool. I definitely wanted to be a marine biologist specializing in sharks. And then I also, at five years old, wanted to be a fucking Power Ranger. So, I mean, I don't know if that's like yeah, a no, good I mean, benchmark. I mean, uh, but I will say that from the age of like roughly 20 until literally right now today, this very second, I would like to be Laura Cro Croft. Laura Croft. Mm. That's mm -hmm. what I want. <laughs> yeah. I want to be Laura Bailey. That's who I want to be. I oh. also want to be Laura Bailey. I, but I'm, I don't want to be her because I'm in love with her. Like in a very platonic sense, I'm very in love with her. <laughs> it's not platonic for me. Like I, I love you. <laughs> Please marry me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the asexual here, so I feel a little <laughs> hard eyes, Laura Bailey. Hard eyes. Um, all right, so I'm gonna put a mark. No, no, don't wrap it yet. Not yet, not yet, because I'm not done yet. Are there any other questions that we had for each other that didn't get answered in this first part that you would like to ask now? One, you could ask one question of each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, and here's why. I had to come up with all these goddamn questions, <laughs> and the jar is not even half, like, gone from what it was. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I've already asked everything. I have a question for both of you. Um, <laughs> so when you were coming up with Zem and Char... Um, what, what for you was the thing that you were most excited about, about them? Um, what I'm most excited about for them. Yeah, for them, about them, whatever you want to share. I'm really excited for her to learn who she is and how she came to be. I'm really excited to learn who she is and how she came to be because this is part of what you were talking about before where there's there are certain amounts that we, you know, I built and then we built and then you know that I don't know yet. And I I, I really love that. And um, I'm going to take it back even further to the, you know, just do it like part of this um, session where, you know, find yourself a DM that you can trust and that you can like build these things off of because it's it's a lot of fun to be able to say hey I have this idea and they say like oh that's fantastic and this is going to work or they say not quite like that but what about this and you workshop it it's just um a really cool way to extend your sessions yeah um probably just 
maybe a cliche answer like his past trauma just coming to grips with it i think in general because i mean he's a dumb kid i mean all of us remember being dumb kids like you don't know how to process feelings i barely know how to process feelings now mm -hmm. yeah because I, I am also learning how to deal with it. I mean, it's kind of a, a two-way street or maybe a crossroads. Bisection? I don't know. It's something. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, we will wrap this up here. For anybody who is listening who wants to pledge to us, we're going to have a little extended portion that's going to be... Uh, available only for our VIPs on Patreon. But if that's not you, we totally understand. Uh, feel free to jump into episode one and we hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye-bye. Intro music by Isaac Fires. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Photos by Rachel Bianchi. Special thanks to Kaylin Williamson. Produced by Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer Jen Kearney. And audio engineer Arthur Polino.